Welcome to Behind the Boss Lady podcast, a sacred space where each week I share with you a look into what it really takes to run a soul-led business in today's modern world by giving you a look behind the boss lady with solo casts from me and interviews from guest experts. We share a whole lot of wisdom, strength, a little woo, and lots of love as we go all in on business coaching and personal mastery, helping you develop the highest version of yourself and step into your power to let your light shine. There is nothing that is too much, there is no truth too real, and there is never a topic that we won't touch when teaching you how to stay in alignment when things get messy. I'm Shelby, your host, solopreneur, and CEO of the Boss Lady Agency, a business coaching company dedicated to helping women just like you answer their soul's calling. You have the power within you to transform your mind, body, soul, and business to create the life of your dreams. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to Behind the Boss Lady. On today's show, we have Lenise with us to share all about Copy That Converts, along with her journey into entrepreneurship and going full-time in her business so that she could play a more active role in her son's schooling. Thank you so much for being here, Lenise. I cannot wait to dive into our conversation. But before we do, I would love for you to share just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, like you said, I'm Lenise, and I'm a copywriter for female entrepreneurs, um, but I'm also a single mom of one and an auntie of three. So I want to make sure that I have as much time as possible to spoil everybody who needs spoiling. (laughs) So that kind of kicked off my journey into, like, entrepreneurship and just finding ways to, like, own my own time. And, yeah. That's what I do. When I'm not writing copy and stuff, I'm geeking out to anime and Harry Potter. So <laughs> I love it. And I love that you called out being a single mom. I'm a single mom too. So I know what that's like. I'm wanting to give your all and give your attention to the kids in your life. I have my niece and nephew who are really important. You know, the kids are like the everything as far as what's being created in the world nowadays and us being an active role in their lives as much as possible is so so important so let's start with talking about that and how you made the choice to go full-time in your business so that you could play that more active role in your son's schooling and life in general yeah so generally like I worked in early childhood so for the most part my son's always been able to be in the classroom with me um but as he's like getting older and stuff I it's getting harder to like you know share mommy all the time and then like you have to put in like so much work for other people's like kids to you know which isn't which isn't a bad thing I I appreciate all teachers and stuff but I kind of wanted to make sure that my son was a a priority and I had time for other things So that was kind of like my motivating factor, especially when I thought about like, well, what's elementary going to look like? Mm -hmm. I mean, this, what's middle school going to look like? Because I turned around and he was in kindergarten already. So (laughs) um, a lot of it was based off of like forward planning and what I wanted our future to look like. I love that. And so you said that you were in child development prior to starting your business? Yeah, so I was an early childhood educator, so like preschool teaching, um, a Montessori teacher, and mm-hmm. luckily he's been able to be in my classroom or at least next to me throughout that journey, but 
you know. <laughs> I, I understand you want to be, be there. And so what, what led you to making that switch? Like, obviously you want to be more in his life, but what, what about copy and like content? Uh drew you out of that field and into creating your own business for yourself? It actually started because like I started doing um, freelance writing on like content mills, like um, what is it called? Freelancer. I don't know if freelancers around anymore, but like Upwork, I know is still around, but uh -huh. like those kind of sites, I do like random stuff. Like I'd write to my blog post or, you know, like write, some kind of like catchphrase or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, somebody, he paid me like something super low. I can't, it was like 27 or $37 or something for like um, his homepage copy. Uh -huh. So um, I was like, okay. And I took that job and I researched everything about copy and that kind of, I was like, I like this. I think I'll, I'll keep doing this. And that's how I kind of journeyed into copywriting itself. But before that, I was just doing like random odd writing jobs. Uh-huh. Yeah, for like side income. <laughs> and then what was it um what was it like like deciding to create a business based on that? You know, what was what was maybe something that was difficult for you? Um I would say the mindset part was very scary because mm -hmm. like I said, I was on sites like Upwork, so I was used to being paid for like maybe a hundred dollars like to me when somebody offered me a hundred dollars for like a blog post, I was like you know, that took my breath away. Uh -huh. So like the idea of marketing myself and then charging more for it was like a huge mind crunch for me. I was like, am I really allowed to ask for this much money to do this kind of stuff? I mean, like you yeah. see other people doing it, but it's like, but can, can I? I do? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was like a month long journey of um. like getting over that. And how did you get over that? What mindset work did you have to personally do? Because I know that's, that's so big for so many people when you're stepping out and starting your own business. The mindset work is like the most important thing because we have all of these self-limiting beliefs. We have all these things going through us of the can I, should I, will this work? You know, am I worthy or do I provide enough value to ask and charge this much to do these things for people. So what was that like mindset work like for you? And what was the most important thing that you found through that that helped you? I think the most important thing was I actually, so it was Tyler McCall. He's like an Instagram strategist kind of person. Mm -hmm. He had posted like a long time ago. He's like, unfollow everybody that makes you feel like you should be doing more kind uh, of thing. So like once I did that, it kind of took out the comparison game. So like I was no longer thinking like I need to be like her in mm -hmm. order to charge this. So that helped so much. But then just like continuously doing the work, I think a lot of people think that like you read like a mindset book and then like that fixes it. And you know, like yeah. boom. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but like continuously like under like and peeling back the layers, like understanding like why I thought this way about money, um, like where these thoughts came from, um, just like stuff that feels like it's not relevant to business, but it like helped my business a lot. Yeah. And like doing it continuously um, really helped. Yeah, I love that you said the things that you wouldn't think would mm -hmm. help in business. Those truly are like the most important things when it comes to actually building and creating a business. I know when I work with a lot of my clients, you know, people come 
to me as a business coach, wanting all the systems, all the strategies, all the different processes to like make the money and do all the things. But when it comes down to it, the foundation of my teaching is like developing that mindset where you have so much self-belief that all those other things are just pieces to the puzzle that work together to actually make the business run. But it's like the mindset, we're the only thing here to truly believe in ourselves to make any sort of success for ourselves. So if our mindset, if something in our mind is telling us that we can't, even if it's for a slight second, we can fully integrate that within our body and truly believe it. I totally agree. I, I love that too. Cause like there'd be random stuff, like random exercises. Like what did you, how did you handle money as a child? And I'd be like that. Oh my gosh. I want to figure out how to like use Facebook. <laughs> yes. yeah, and that we don't realize that those things that happen, like when we're growing up as a child, even things that we hear from our parents, our grandparents, our aunties and uncles around us, our family friends, all of that sticks with us. And it like really makes us and defines our like our mindset for what we believe that we can create for ourselves just based on what we might have heard when we were younger. Yep. It'll come creeping back in business. (laughs) (laughs) It really, really will. So what has it been like now being a single mom, having your own business, being able to leverage your time, decide what you make? Would you ever go back to working in the school system? Um, I actually ended up going back part time to my son's old school just because I wanted to. There's like a lot going on right now. And I Mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, like I was like, I want to help the babies. But I don't think I could ever go back to, like, like needing to be there, if that makes Mm, sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, doing the nine-to-five kind of thing, because, like, just having, like, the flexibility and having, like, the control is, like, something I, like, once you taste it, it's like, I I don't, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, why would I ever do that again? Yeah, so I think... Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. I certainly couldn't imagine going to like a corporate job or something right now just because like I like being able to hang out with my son in the morning and come talk to my mom and drive, you know, she lives out in the middle of nowhere, drive down here and say hi and stuff. So <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. So tell me about the copy that converts. What is the most important pieces and elements that people can implement? to really allow that copy to convert for them. Yeah, I would say, and then when we're talking about, I know a lot of people, I always like to clarify because sometimes people think like copywriting, like the legal term, Mm. but copywriting, like actually writing the promotional text. (laughs) But for that, I would say like the most important parts to making sure it converts is that it's relevant and relatable. And people Mm. kind of tend to think like that's the same thing, but relevant in the sense that it's, what you're talking about in your copy is something that's actually going to help them. Mm -hmm. And it's something that they actually want to like, it's a problem that they actually want solved. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like we, as business owners, we get so excited about these ideas and stuff. And then we go and we write the sales page for it. And we haven't actually thought about, is this something my audience is valuing right now at the moment? Yeah. So 
yeah, that'll play a huge role in how it converts. And then relatable in the sense that like you're writing it in a conversational tone, you're writing it in your brand voice that um, your audience recognizes. So like if you're somebody who um, tends to be a little bit more family friendly, maybe you don't curse or something. If you go to your sales page and all of a sudden like you're dropping F-bombs <laughs> on your sales page, you know, that's going <laughs> to, yeah. it's going to give your audience whiplash. So, and it's not going to convert because they're going to be like, that's not what I was expecting. So yeah. making sure it's relatable and that kind of sense that it matches your brand voice and um, the language that your audience is speaking. Mm, I love those two points. And I think you brought up a really good point about how sometimes there could be confusion when you write a post. And then if you go to your website and things mm -hmm. seem a little different. So how can people really get clear on their brand voice? I would say the biggest thing is, because the way I like to describe it is a lot of people think that they need to put their whole personality out on, either they put their whole personality out in their business and then they get like overwhelmed or frustrated by it, or they try to come up with a completely different like business personality, if that um, makes sense. Yeah. And then it's not, um, it doesn't feel natural. Like I like to tell people um, about my first attempt at blogging, like a long time ago, I tried to make a mommy blog and like I was trying to be like super flowery and like kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it, that, that wasn't really like my personality. So it came off unnatural. Um, so the best thing you can do is like understand what part of your personality you're willing to share with your audience on a consistent basis mm -hmm. and write in that voice. So if you can't, if you're like, I don't really know what that sounds like, like go through your comments, like your, the comments in your Instagram, um, how you DM people like business related and stuff and kind of like get an idea of like how you text people, how you message people, what that sounds like. And that mm -hmm. would be, that's like a good baseline for your brand voice and business. I think that's a super, super valuable point because that is such a confusing thing for people. I think that it's, that idea of like all or nothing. I either have to be all of myself and go like above and beyond who I am, or I have to create a whole new identity to stand right. in my business as. And that can be so confusing because that's when you, exactly what you explained starts happening where you have like these posts that sound one way and then people read what you have on your website and it's like, hold on, is this even <laughs> the same thing? <laughs> Right, like Jekyll and Hyde, like who are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, I, I know that I had a hard time with this when I was first starting my business and knowing what to like write and share on social media. Like the flow of a caption. Like I, you see all these different things where it's like, oh, start it with a question and end it with a question or start it with like what it's going to be about and end it. How do you go about writing that copy in a way that it really appeals and attracts people because not only are you using your brand voice that's like consistent, mm -hmm. but it makes sense to where people want to engage? Yeah, I would say the big thing is using, um, I really, really love copywriting formulas. Mm. So that just kind of gives you an idea of how to like organize your post. Um, so like, where do, um, you know, like, where do I like agitate the pain point or kind of thing, uh -huh. but don't rely on that as like, um, as like an outline kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's like, you want to be careful with like the fill in the blank 
books kind of things because then that's where it like starts getting like robotic and a little weird so like use those as like a like the templates as like a post like a, a guide post kind of and then fill it in with how you would naturally talk mm. so then um like think about it as if you were sitting down at like a cafe table and your friend sitting across from you and she's like ugh. I'm starting my business and I don't know how to use YouTube. Can you help me out? Like, I know you're good at YouTube. Like, what would you naturally say to her? Cause you wouldn't be like, you know, like you wouldn't yeah, do yeah. like, and here's more and, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So <laughs> just thinking about it that way, use the templates, use formulas. I think they're great, but a lot of people tend to use them as like a, not as the guidepost. They try to like fill in the blank kind of thing. And it gets weird. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can I can understand that because I know there's certain posts I read really like that doesn't even sound like it's somebody speaking. So having like a conversation mm -hmm. in your caption is yeah. the best. Like it's it's okay to not be like super professional. Mm -hmm. Like just relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that you said that because I think that that is something that gets confused in business too. It's like oh well, I have a business. I'm sharing about my business. I need to be hyper professional mm -hmm. and like have everything right and the grammar and the punctuation and all this. And I mean, when people are reading it, it truly is if they've become and come to that point of knowing and liking and trusting you, that isn't necessarily going to matter. It's is right. what you're saying, speaking to them. Can they hear you as they're reading it? Right. Right. Because nobody likes to be sold to. So. Yeah. yeah, totally. And okay, so since you brought that up, I think that's another topic that we can dive into. Selling. Selling yeah. in our posts. How do you do that? How do you do that where it sounds natural and it's not like, woohoo, it's this much or I'm selling this and come join me. Oh, wait, and there's more. You get this bonus and that bonus. I guess. <laughs> How can you do it in a way where it feels good and not pushy? I would think the biggest thing is switching perspectives on who you're writing the post from, if that makes sense. So I like to do like this exercise with my, um, with my clients and with the people that are taking my courses. It's like when you're writing your copy, Think of yourself on Island B. Island B is like the place where everybody solved the problem. Like, you know, we're all celebrating because we figured it out. Island A is where your audience is at and they're trying to get to your island, like Island B. So mm -hmm. what happens is a lot of us tend to write it from Island B and we're like writing about how awesome this course is and it has like eight modules and like it's only $5.99. People on Island A don't care about it. They don't care about how many modules it has. They don't care about like, you know, all the technical mm -hmm. stuff. They want to know about like, um, is this going to like, is this going to help me with like my stress? Is this going to help me figure out my business? Like you really need to remember like that mindset that they're at and write it from that perspective. Because when you write it from like our perspective on the other side, that's when it starts sounding salesy. That's when it starts mm -hmm. sounding pushy because it's like, you don't even, you don't even understand what I'm going through on Island A right now. Mm -hmm. Like you just want me to buy something. So like if you switch your writing perspective to like the people on, on like that first island, the people who haven't solved it, then you're going to start being more empathetic in your copy. You're going to start being more understanding and it's going to really help strip that like salesy kind of vibe or that pushy vibe because mm -hmm. you're writing it from a perspective of service. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. So speak about 
the problem you're solving, the transformation they'll receive mm-hmm. rather than all the features yeah. that you're selling. Yep. Like, just remember what it used to be like before you solved it and then, like, guide them through that process, guide them through what that was like and then how mm-hmm. you got to the other side. And then at the end, when you do your call to action, they're going to be like, well, yeah, of course, I want to be on the island. So, mm-hmm. like, I want that, I want that, I want that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> totally makes sense. Okay, that's awesome. Do you have any other tips or tricks that you found that really, really help when it comes to creating copy that converts for your clients? I would say out of anything, the biggest thing I could tell somebody who's like getting ready to like write copy or something is to do the foundational work first. Mm-hmm. So like understanding your brand voice, like we were talking about mm-hmm. and then doing the research on your audience. So understanding like what their struggles are, what their pain points are, and then ultimately where they want to go mm-hmm. because it's going to be that stuff that converts. So like how you we were saying before, it's not like the features and stuff that like it's knowing that it has like six modules isn't going to get them to convert mm-hmm. but knowing how this is stressing them out or how this is impacting their relationships or something like that mm-hmm. that's going to be the stuff that converts so if anything take the time to sit down and really get into your audience's head and think about your brand voice and that's going to help you write copy that converts really well mm, yeah that's a super super good point so figure out what i mean figure out what your business is how you're mm-hmm. serving who you're serving, what they need. It's all that like market research that when you're starting a business, you don't want to do because you just want to create your business, right? (laughs) You just want to like get out there, put it out there. Like, oh, this is all awesome. I can help everybody. But it's truly valuable for yourself and for your future clients to truly know what you're actually doing, Mm -hmm. who you're actually speaking to, so that there is no confusion because especially when you're first getting started, you're like so pumped up and excited and all over the place. Mm-hmm. Your message can get so lost and confused because you're talking about this one day and that one day and people are like, wait, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's true. Yeah. So that's super, super important to just figure that out. Like fully agree. I know that you have something extremely special to share with everybody and where can everybody find you in this massive internet world? Yeah. I like to hang out inside of my Facebook group. Um, so it's Facebook forward slash groups, um, forward slash that content life. Um, so yeah, that's where I like to hang out. That's where we share like more copywriting tips and tricks and business memes and occasionally argue about which Harry Potter house is the best. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you have to ingrain yourself into your groups, right? That's so yeah, important. yeah, super important. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, that sounds like a place that we all should be hanging out, so that we can all have all that help that you're offering. But it has been absolutely amazing talking to you today learning about your story of just what led you to starting your business, how you've gotten to where you are. And thank you so much for sharing just all the little tips that you did. because They're so helpful in just being able to get out there and put the proper information out that people will 
actually understand. Yeah, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, thank you again, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>